Hi, everybody. It is Sean and David from Between Two Ravens, a Norse mythology podcast with Sean and David. Hey, Sean. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you, David. So this week, we're actually going to do um, a B2R shorts. Um, it's actually going to be the first short episode that we've done together. Usually, it's um, either myself or David um, talking briefly about you know a topic, one topic or another or something like that. But this week, we wanted to take a break from our two-part series on Locusena, of which last week we did part one. We wanted to take a break and do this episode because last week we mentioned Loki and Odin being blood brothers. It's brought up at the point when Loki and Odin are exchanging insults to one another. Loki brings up the fact that Odin betrayed his oath to Loki by having drinks without him. And this is after the Aesir kicks Loki out of the out of the feasting hall. So in this episode, we are going to be talking a little bit further on that, the fact that Loki and Odin are blood brothers, and exploring the idea of whether or not they are actual brothers, as in they are actually siblings. And we're sort of going to take some of the implications of that, if it's true, and then ask ourselves if Loki is also the same character as Lodor. Um, I know in this podcast... I've mentioned the name Loder, Lod, Loth. I think even at one point I said Lothgar, which is probably probably way off. But that character of Loder is the companion of Odin and Honor in the Poetic Edda. Those three individuals create humanity. So they create the first humans of Ascanembla. Keep in mind, in the Prosada, it was actually two different characters who did so, and we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Awesome, cool. So let's let's start with what we know, and we are going to start with chapter twenty six of Gilfaganine from the Prosetta. That chapter's name is Loki, and in that chapter, it says that the name of Loki is Loki or Lopt. His father is Farbody, who is a Jotun, and his mother is Lafi or Nal. Snorri also mentions that Loki's brothers are Byliest and Helblandy. And then it mentions that his wife is Segan, which we previously mentioned on another episode. So in unpacking the characters of Bilius and Helblandy, Loki's brothers, they also appear in Scott Scoppermall, but it's the same thing. In Scott Scoppermall, Snorri gives kennings to describe certain things or certain gods. And he says that Loki should be called the brother of Bilius and Helblandy. So that's that gives us a lot in one of the ways that we can describe the character of Loki. However, it really does not give us much on the characters Bilius and Helblandy outside of the fact that they are also Loki's brothers. So moving forward, let's try to unpack the characters of Bilius and Helblandy in another book, the Poetic Edda. So in the poem Voluspa and Scamma, stanza 40, it says, Loki fathered a wolf with Angerbotha, he produced Sleipnir with Svathulfari, but there was one child worse than all of the others of those born to Bilius's brother, Loki. So again, David, you'll see right there that in the Poetic Edda, the only mention that we get of Bilius is that he is Loki's brother. Right. And I was just trying to look up again what um, his name means, that it means something like Storm Flasher, the word Bilius in Old Norse, and that Helblindy could be something like storm blind or half blind or it might also mean something like a hailstorm so that these are the the siblings of loki i'll come back to why that's relevant given who their parents are yeah definitely and so 
with Odin's brothers, and the reason why I want to go to Loki's brothers and then to Odin's brothers is because there might be some crossover there. In Gilfaganine of the Prosetta, which I just mentioned, when it discusses the creation myth, it mentions that Odin's brothers are Vili and Ve. In the Prosetta version of the creation myth, it's Odin, Vili, and Ve brothers who find those two pieces of driftwood and they create the first two humans, the man Ask and the woman Embla. As I just mentioned in the Poetic Edda, it's a similar story but a little bit different where the character is Odin, Honor, and Lodor. And in the Poetic Edda, it does not mention that they are actually brothers. With Villian and Vey, as we mentioned last week in Locusana, they do show up in the Poetic Edda as well. They are not mentioned as Odin's brothers in the Poetic Edda, but Loki mentions that Frigg, as we know as Odin's wives, slept with both Vili and Vey. So there's some sinister implications there if Frigg ended up sleeping with Vili and Vey, who may have been her husband's brothers. So there was definitely potentially some infidelity there, but in that poem, let's um, remember that Loki just calls every goddess a whore who has um, displayed infidelity to their, uh, their spouse or their significant other. So to the next part here, with the idea that Loki and Odin are bread brothers, there's really not anything in the sources as to why. Though they were travel companions, let's think back to the story on Idun and Thiazi, and they were there with Honor. In Pervolaspa, as I mentioned, Odin, Honor, and Lodor, it does not mention Loki there, gave life to humans. They are also in another episode that we actually have not done on this podcast as of yet. We may end up doing this episode on our series on Loki. However, we also may wait until we start getting into the story of the saga of the Volsungs, because I think this story serves as a good prequel to that series of stories. Excuse me. So in the story that is found in Scott Scopramal of the Prosetta, it's called Otter's Ransom. In that story, you also see that Odin, Honor, and Loki are traveling companions with one another. So when you think of the idea of Loki and Odin as brothers, you have two stories where traveling companions were Odin, Honor, and Lo- Loki, and then you have Voluspa from the Poetic Edda where Odin, Honor, and Lodor created humanity in those beings ask an embla. So one other thing I wanted to hit with the potential for Odin and Loki to be brothers, because let's say hypothetically Odin, Honor, and Lodor was actually Loki. That means Loki played a part in the creation of humanity. However, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are brothers. You see some connections with Odin, Billy, and Day, who are brothers. As I mentioned, Loki's brothers from the Prosetta in both Gilfaganin, Scott Scopramal, and then the poetic Edda poem, Voluspa and Scamma. It mentions the characters of Helblindy or Bile- and or Byliest. Think about those two names. Then let's go to the poem Grimnismal, which we've done a couple episodes on. At the end of Grimnismal, Odin discusses his various names. He mentions like 30 to 40 names that he at some point in his life has gone by. So Odin starts spouting out his names. One of the names that he calls himself in stanza 46 of Grimnismal is Herblindy. So instead of Helblindy with H-E-L, it's Herblindy with H-E-R. Keep in mind, with translations, things can get very hard to understand what the actual name was supposed to be. And you could see right here that Herblindy and Helblindy are very close. 
but in most translations of the Poetic Edda, it's Hairblendy and not Hellblendy. It's also that as they, you know, the way they used to spell things, there weren't always conventional spellings, right? And the way, and, and again, it goes back to what is the the grammar and the language of Old Norse, right? The way that the word, you know, Hodr, H-O-D-R, but mm-hmm. H-O-T-H, the, the D sound is like a T-H, right? So that, and then also that this word Hellblendy, really, they don't know how to translate it, right? They have a few sure. guesses at it of kind of what it looks like in terms of modern, you know, Icelandic or Germanic you know, German or English and these kind of common roots of the languages, but it's really just completely a guess, right? Does hell blindy mean hell blind, half blind, something about hail? Yeah. It's it's completely guesses, right? So. Exactly. And Jackson Crawford, he has two very good videos on his YouTube channel of what we're discussing today. He talks about the, the word hell kind of having some implication with death. So that's like something else to think about. He actually gives like a list of names um, for like different versions of hell something. Um, And he goes over like what those names could possibly mean. So it's, it's a good video. I would recommend our listeners watch it, but we should link it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. So anyway, back to the hair blendy and hell blendy, it could just be like a translation error if they are supposed to be the same person, but there's one translation of the poetic Edda that actually mentions the name hell blendy as opposed to Hairblendy. And that is the translation of the poem Grimnismal that Snorri himself quotes in the Prosetta. In the Prosetta, Snorri tells his stories of Norse gods. He often quotes different poems to support his story or to help tell his story. When he quotes Voluspa, he calls it Sibyl's Prophecy. When he quotes Havamal, I believe it's called The Sayings of the High One. And when he quotes Grimnismal, it's called the Sayings of Grimnir. And when he quotes stanza 46 of that poem, he mentions Hellblindy with an L. So where this is really interesting is that the name Hellblindy is labeled by both Snorri when he quotes Grimnismal to describe what Odin says his name is, but it also goes to what he says Loki's brother's name is multiple times in both Gilfagening section and then the Scott Skyrimal section. Very well could be a link there between Loki and Odin, and there very well could be a case where they are both brothers. One other thing I wanted to mention is that in stanza 19 of Locusena, which we discussed last week, Gefhun calls Loki Lopter and not Loki. And so we also know that Snorri Sturluson refers to Loki as Loki or Lopt. But Gefhune uses the word lopter, and Jackson Crawford made a note in his video that lopter could have been just like another word that she called Loki that meant his name, but it could have been meant something like in jest for like the way he was acting. Like because of the way he was acting, she called him lopter instead of Loki. Lopter is very close to Lodor or Loth. So if you ask yourself the question like, how easy it is, is it to translate this stuff, which it's not very you can definitely see some connections here that sort of imply that Loki and Odin are brothers and Loki is in fact the character Lodor. And then he has some, he had some role to play in the creation of humanity. So David, I think I hit everything that I wanted to discuss. Does that make sense? Did I miss anything? Yeah. And I was just going to jump back to that one in Locusena stanza 19, that every stanza before that, if you look at the old Norse, they spell Loki's name as Loka. L-O-K-A. So that's what all the other gods and goddesses call him. And it's just this one line that Gefun spells his name, or the, the way they wrote it down is Loftki, L-O-F-T, 
Ki, which is really just a hybrid of Loki and the yeah. loft key, right? Maybe it is really, yeah, some, something like a play on words. Like, why is it that one time she does that? But it's almost maybe like referring to like this, this idea that they keep bringing up, right? Your brothers with Odin don't be holding so much against each other. And that the spellings, it's also really interesting as I looked at versions that have actually the Old Norse looking at, so Snorri Sturluson's Gilfagening uh, 33, where they're talking about mm-hmm. Loki Loferson. So in the English, they translated it as, you know, he is named Loki or Lopter. And again, the, the R is supposed to kind of be silent. So he is named Loki or Lopt with a P. But then in the Old Norse, from that same version, it's a uh, Saer Nedfer. He is named Loki Eda Lofter with an F. So rather than a P, it's an F. That idea that maybe in the Norse, L-O-F-T should be said as a P. Again, right, we're not experts of Old Norse, but that how you spell it is very unclear, right? From one translation to the other, how they transcribed it in the past, how it's being translated now, right? So you were saying like that uh, Jackson Crawford, rather than using the word loka, he just put Loki, right? Mm -hmm. And then when Gafune said it as Loftki, he just put Loki again, right? Rather than noticing there's something weird happening here in the Old Norse, and we don't know quite what to do with it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's very interesting because uh, like in that, in that video, Crawford said, like, that's why there's a good, there's a good reason why people think that Lodor is Loki. And he mentions this, the stanza from Locusana where Gefhune calls him Lopter, but yeah. still in his translation of the poetic edda, you're right. He just put Loki. And like, that's where like, he could have maybe made a note of it that says, this is where it's interesting. Yeah. And that's why like, I I'm going out of my way to not read Larrington's, uh, version of this because i think it's good that we both have kind of like looked at both translations of the poetic edda but like i do think uh, like that i guess that's why i reached out to you and said hey what did larrington say about this i need to know what she said larrington skipped it in her version and it's this uh this one from uh volspa.com that i'll put in the show notes that oh, gotcha. has the old norse showing up yeah because uh, larrington just kind of skipped over it too she just put loki but that um because maybe it's not worth you know unnecessarily confusing things but just sure. that the sound T and D are kind of similar, especially in Old Norse, right? So that lopt, loft, or lod are quite close, right? And yeah, the, I, and I wouldn't read so much into it, right? Except that really significant. Loki is one of three brothers. Odin is one of three brothers, right? And then there's a place that says him they're, they're blood brothers. And nowhere else do we have any other story or es- explanation of why they're blood brothers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're traveling companions. So like, it's, it's one of those situations where maybe they built a bond because they went yeah. on travels together, but it also could mean like, why were they, why did they go on travels together? Maybe Odin, Loki, and Honor are brothers. Um, but for some reason, Snorri just decided to label them as Odin, Billy, and they, which is very interesting. Like, why did Snorri make that change if yeah. he knew about Honor and uh, Lodor or Loki? And, and, that's, and also Snorri yeah. will refer to it as a high, just as high in third, right? Depending on aspects of Odin, what kind of uh, works yeah. for him in the story he's telling. Yeah. And this goes back to but, like your yeah. conversation on like that we've done like months and months ago at this point, the uh, power of threes. And like we made, yeah. I think we made like a very fuzzy connection with like the Holy Trinity. Right. But like, I think it's, Odin, it's not just yeah. a Christian thing, right? It's that these numbers had significance to all kinds of uh, early people before it just being, you know, that Snorri's doing a Christian thing here that yeah, Odin and his two brothers, right. The three, the Trinity of gods, right. is probably, I mean, that's what it is in the the Greek that it's um, Zeus, Poseidon and Hades. I'm going to call him Pluto. Yeah. Hades. Um, <laughs> nice. 
switching back and forth the the Roman or the Greek, but they're the three kind of king gods, right? And so that that's a a pattern that shows up. And it's just interesting right now as we're talking, right? That Odin, so it's Odin and um, Loder that especially are traveling companions, right? Yeah. But then it's Loki and Thor that are so often traveling companions, right? And trying to figure out why, like, they really aren't alike. They don't get along with each other. But that Loki maybe is some kind of, like, an advisor or uncle figure to Thor in some ways. Yeah, and I know you made a note, I think, a little bit later where you discuss, like, the idea of Odin's uncle, who we think is also Mimir. And, like, the role that, like, an uncle plays to a nephew, um, so I'm not sure if like right. that's where you were going with this like train of thought, but like I do know that you put that in the notes, so I wasn't sure. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, and because it's this this pattern that we see, and you know, people might think like we're kind of stretching here to justify why you know um, Odin and Loki are blood brothers when we just don't have that story from the old sources. It probably was a story they told somewhere along the lines, and that's why the sources we have included it, but we just don't have the source. So you know, one could say we just can't really speak to it. But as I think of, you know, so we're making arguments for why they're the same. If I look at the counter arguments for why they're different, one way of saying it is I don't think they're actually particularly persuasive, right? Like one would be, well, okay, there's two different people, you know, Loki and Odin, they're, they have different parents. But when the, their parents are stated, it's very brief, right? It's just like one line we get that actually says who are Odin's parents, who are Loki's parents. I was looking back into this and, you know, that, that Odin is referred to as the son of Bestla, Quite often, that's really one of his um, aspects. The same way Loki is so often referred to as uh, Loki Lauferson, son of Laufey, right? They're both referred to as the sons of their mothers. Their fathers are really quite missing figures in any kind of story, right? They're just in those initial theogenies, as you might call them, the how the the cosmos came to be. That they're both these guys that you know without fathers is one way I kind of think of it, right? It never shows yeah. up them getting any advice from their dads, you know. Um, Odin and Thor have all kinds of interactions, right? But never Odin with his father. Yeah, no, and uh, so, Odin's yeah. father, uh, Bor, like he's absent after he's mentioned just in the creation myth. Right. One thing I kind of went into is that, you know, who are they the the children of? You know, it's, it would really be a stretch to say that they had the same parents, right? I think, right? I would but, say so, yeah. But the, as I look into it, that their parents are very much kind of like the basic elements, right? Or kind of like the forces of the cosmos, they're not very personified, right? We don't get a lot of stories where their parents are talking back and forth and talking to heroes or anything, right? That's things that Odin and Loki do. So as we try to figure out what the name Bestla, Odin's mother, what does it mean? Some of the theories they have is that it's a very old name, that it's not one that has a clear Indo, Indo-European root. The name Tyr, they say you can make sense of that as like an Indo-European god. But Bestla, they really don't know what it means. And the best guesses are it might mean wife, or it might mean bark, like the bark of a tree, which sounds completely random, except until you remember our episode on the runes, that the Burkano rune is meant to be a very motherly rune, and it represents the birch tree or birch bark, and that yeah. that was used sometimes by mothers or healers to make a tea out of the birch bark, and that would heal something. There's no better answer of where Bestla comes from, right? And sure. that, and yeah, the, 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 as I was remembering about Bestla, and what do we even know about her, that in the Havamal, Odin obtained nine magical songs from Bestla's brother. And we have no idea who he is, right? But just so then there's different stories where it's Mimir that helps him to learn about the runes and learn about magic. And I always think Mimir is his either stepfather or uncle or some kind of a godfather figure to him. Or maybe they're just, there were different stories and they kind of mash them together, right? That's always possible with our mythology. What are your thoughts, Sean, though, on the 
like when it comes to unpacking the goddesses or the giantesses or the like i guess any of the characters in norse mythology that they don't don't really give too much information on you have to look at the fact that odin similar to loki maybe since they do identify as being the son of their mothers as opposed to the sons sons of their fathers she may have played that parental role more than uh boarded and maybe because mimir would be on the side of besla that's why uh, that's why odin looks to mimir for counsel um in a couple in a couple of uh scenarios and that's why like loki is one of the only characters outside of odin in norse mythology who is called loki laffy's son as in the yeah. son of laffy his mother and so you it just kind of like makes me it goes in this direction of making me think like what is the role of the or the maternal role with these characters like one of which is supposed to be a leader of gods the other one yeah. is supposed to be a very conflicted like representation of fate or chaos as we've discussed so one maybe that's not the of, direction you were going, but like that's, that's no, one, like one way to think of it is that they're they're sons of the mothers. It's, it's the idea that the, you know the, the the patriarchal culture, the uh, you know there being a masculine god, came out of a previous culture that was very matriarchal, right? That was a little more peaceful, that wasn't um, warfare and conquering and things like that, but rather just connected with the earth, and the earth gave in abundance, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're the sons of the mother just makes sense, right? And the little bit they give you on Burr or Boar, yeah, they're really just really guessing. They're, they're not doing any better than we are in terms of just guessing where does where do these people come from? What do their names mean? They said maybe there's there's a Persian mountain range called the Burrs, B-U-R-Z. So it's like that Odin's the son of kind of the mother and the mountains or something like the mountains and the sea as they try to really stretch some of these. Uh, really, that's the scholars, what they say it's about, where it must come from. Another way to say it, though, is just that Odin's the sun. You know, he comes from like the east or the mountains in the the south or the east is an interesting idea. Really connects to that idea. He comes from Turkey or Troy or something like that, right? So that that Snorri, that Snorri Sturluson maybe isn't just making that up out of nowhere, being like, "Oh, I read about the Greek gods and the stories in Troy, and I think Odin's from Troy." But rather, maybe there was really some kind of old story of uh, where the gods came from. But then, anyways, I'll jump ahead to who are Loki's mom and dad, right? So the Loki's father is really mysterious. He's just a couple times mentioned as the son of Far Bauti. And that when they say that, they use the word, rather than saying he's the son in Old Norse being Sonar, S-O-N-R, they say he's the Mogur, which would be something like the boy or the kinsman. So whether he's actually like the biological son or he's a descendant of, or just comes from that tribe, you can make an argument for that because they say it's quite unusual why don't they just use Sonner like they would everywhere else in these sources? They use Moger. I don't know what it means either. But And then that his name is uh, I mean, something like Anger Striker. But actually, as you also look at the word, it could mean anger, but it could also mean something like liar or deceiver, right? And that Loki the trickster is the son of uh, some kind of deception. Yeah. or right. I mean, that just kind of fits. A note I put in there is, yeah, that sometimes when they say, you know, he's the son of this, it's like they use, you know, the the sons of the revolution, right? Or the, the sons, the, of, yeah. Sons of Liberty. Yeah. Sons of anarchy, right? That's all these things where it's you're not the literal sons of, of this element and this idea, right? So yeah, that, that Loki's a son of anger or falseness or something is just uh yeah, it, it doesn't seem like his father was very personified. They say that maybe anger striker is a kenning for lightning, right? Which would make a lot of sense when you think of Loki or Logi, the primal fire, right? That lightning creates fire. Right, so if we take these gods as kind of metaphorical and just um, nature images, maybe that's kind of 
when they're trying to make sense of who are their parents, there were these old stories of where, where does lightning come from? Where did the storms come from? And then that really fits again as we go back to his brother is storm flasher, right? Byliest and Hellblindy. Maybe that's Hailstorm, right? So we have the fire and the thunder and the hail that come from thunderstorms, right? So that's mostly my theory. It's a little bit, some of these uh, scholars would suggest that, but I, I think it fits as well as anything. You know, what else, what else are you going to do figuring out uh, Loki's parents? And then I think we just, yeah, we know a little more about um, Laufey, that she's a giantess and that she has, a, I think, a brother and a father that are in some of the stories. Kind of, what, do you, what do you think? Yes, yeah, so is kind of to check in with you again on this theories of who their parents are and being something like primal forces of nature, but not really gods that are I, like people. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think they're like, they're very obscure characters. And like, that kind of reminds yeah. me of like Thor's mother being the earth. Like the personification of the earth. And like when you read Norse mythology stories in general, like if there's even like a one-off God or giant, it will give the name of that being. And then right afterwards it says, Oh, and it means this like skull crusher or something or something like that. And so when it comes to like my thought that the gods are supposed to be like, I guess the representation of the forces of nature and one of the forces of nature being the human mind, it makes sense. Because we all have like these yeah. um, inhibitions as humans. Like some of them are, make us good beings. Some of them make us less than good. You can like look at each one of the gods and you can relate to each one. Like based on these like primal urges that you may have. And so like, I, like maybe that's, maybe that's not where you're going. Maybe that is where you're going. But like if Loki no, is it, like a trickster God and his parents yeah. represent lying, like that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what you're talking about, what it takes me to is there's a book, um, the history and origins of consciousness. And it's by uh, Eric Neumann. And he's a student of Carl Jung. And he talks about the idea that all of our mythologies are human beings who have consciousness grasping with the idea of why do we have consciousness and where does it come from? Right. And then the idea is like, it comes from the lightning and the lightning, you know, hits the mountains and things like that. Right. And yeah. it's just, and how else do you make sense of where your consciousness comes from? Unless you, you know, once you develop theories of evolution and things like that. Right. It's, but these stories aren't that convoluted, right. It's, they, yeah, there's some kind of a spark of electricity and energy. And yeah, that's actually what's going on in our brain, right? It's, it's just that makes sense, right? Our, you know, the times I think Loki and Odin are almost the same people, but they're very much like these kind of twin brothers, right? They're both shadow magicians born of the primal elements, right? They have two brothers. They're from a, 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 a trio of brothers. And this idea that they clearly, everything we know about them, right, is they both lack direction. They lacked any kind of father involvement from what we can tell. And that it would make a lot of sense that they adopted each other as brothers, right? And they formed mm-hmm. this bond yeah, to be blood brothers, right? And both, they're very much both this kind of, we talked about where we left off the last episode, right? Uh, they're both uh, saying, who's the bigger pervert, right? But, but who's the more, what they mean is who's the more unmanly magician, right? And that they don't know what it is to be men to learn that from a father, but they, they develop this sense of being uh, very powerful through magic and uh, feminine magic and nature magic, right? So- to me, that's yeah, that's who they are. Yeah, and, and like keep in mind, like Frigg was the one that kind of like talked them down, and like Frigg is yeah. Odin's wife, but like Frigg kind of like played a very motherly role, even though Loki just right. insulted her for being banging two yeah, brothers. Yeah, infidelity. Odin. Yeah, right. infidelity. So like, like it's it's very interesting that you made that connection because like Frigg was the one that kind of like toned it down between Loki and Odin, and yeah. there's definitely there's definitely some bond there. You can argue that there's like a bond between. Loki and Thor as well, based on their adventures. But yeah. you'll see 
like going back to our original point, you'll see like Odin, Honor, and Loki traveling in two separate adventures where it actually mentions Loki by name. You know, his adventure with uh, like running into the giant Thiazi or the story in Otter's Ransom, which we're going to get to. And then like you also have them in the potential creation of humanity. Um, and, and which is a big part to play. Like, right. It's, it's, you know, it's Loki giving her a big insult. But when you think about the, the author who's writing it, right, that really is just kind of a play on words that Frigg is, you know, very much the, the goddess of being a wife, but also kind of a goddess of being a mother, right? And that there was this mother goddess and there were these three gods and they were involved in the birth of humanity, right? So I think it goes back to that being like, yeah, that, you know, she she slept with the two uh, two of two or all three of the original gods. And it's like, well, but that's what the myth says is that the mother goddess or earth kind of slept with the three gods and then life was created. Right. So it's, it's an insult, but I'm sure it's very much a very like playful play on words by the uh, author. I think yeah, makes sense. Not um, definitely. And I guess the other implication be if, uh, if like Honor and Lodor or Honor and Loki are supposed to represent Villian Vey, Loki is pretty much saying, well, Frigg, you slept with me too kind of thing right. but and that's and that's kind of the best the best part of that really if, if the yeah the, if the author was aware of that right yeah I'd, yeah i would hope they were it goes back to how do we try to like tie all these strange mythological you know we're really just like really getting into the uh the fan fiction and the you know the old norse wiki of which gods are which right but what does it have to do with our real life as i think about what are these three brothers representing and especially thinking of, you know, that Odin is very a very shadowy figure, too. It's not just like he's a very honorable magician, right? He's a shadow magician as much as Loki is, uh, the trickster, which is from the archetypes kind of part of the, the shadow magician is the trickster. And then that what do they represent, right? So that Odin is all about this lust for power. Loki is this self-deception. Mm-hmm. And I always try to bring it back into the, the virtues because and that is a thing we see from the Havamal, right? That Odin is writing about this need for moderation, or in the the Greek virtues we would call that uh, temperance, to be a temperate or moderate or self disciplined. That Odin, you know, why does he need these rules, right, to kind of rein in that his inner nature is very intemperate, lustful, envious, uh, lusting for power, and it's very much like the um, the way the Stoics write. That uh, so Lucius Seneca writes stories to Lucilius. He writes to this young poet, uh, this young philosopher, what are the things you need to do in your life? But the theory is he wasn't writing to anyone. He's just writing to himself and telling himself like things he wished he knew when he was younger or things you need to keep in mind. That's what um, Marcus Aurelius, the emperor and philosopher does is every day he writes in his journal, remind yourself of these philosophical principles. So you don't get angry and act, you know, immorally, you know, you're the emperor, you're supposed to be setting the example. So don't give in to your anger and impulses that the Havamal is written for, right, uh, Lord Fafner, the young poet, right? So it's, I think there's something there, right? And so if Odin is the opposite of temperance and uh, moderation, what is Loki, right? But but self-deception is the opposite of wisdom, right? So Loki is this unwisdom, right, non-wisdom, that you have to be, you know, aware of Loki to notice where you're tricking yourself and fooling yourself. In Stoicism, there's the four virtues, but I think of, and so it would be justice and courage, right? And so I'm thinking like, there's this supposed to be this third brother. Is Would it somehow make sense there's a third brother that's like the opposite of justice, the opposite of courage? And often there is this figure that's kind of like the blind or the silent God, the idea of being afraid to speak up against injustice, right? 
So it'd be like a shadow form of Tyr, who's afraid to sacrifice, who's afraid to do what's necessary, do what's courageous. Sure. Um, what do you think of that? I'm sure there's no evidence for, uh, what, what would their name be? Would that be uh, Honir? I guess so. I mean, Honir is also yeah. a very obscure character um, yeah. who plays a lot of different parts. Well, a few different parts in different stories. And uh, like he appears in Hemskringle. He's part of like the, uh, the deal of, I guess, uh, um, hostages being exchanged after the Aesir Vanner war. He happens also just that's be right. a, like a companion of Odin. I think that's the best way to describe him, but it's, yeah. it's very under, hard to unpack like who Lodor and Hono are, but like right. it with like Lodor being Loki, if you kind of make that connection, like maybe there's something more to Honor, even though like Honor and Sloder are kind of like still obscure. If you take right. the Loki like out of the equation, so if he's, yeah, if he's not Loki, we really don't know who else he is, right? Yeah, but that's also the and same then, with Vili and Vey. So yeah, so otherwise it would be I don't know if it would be Vili or Vey, and, and I think Vili and Vey means something like faith, and I should have done the research on that one. Um, I think Vey means faith, but I can't remember now. And now, who, who's the name of the brother that uh? That kills Balder, throwing Hod. a spear. Hod, yeah. Which yes. Is not quite like Honir, but for some reason I always confuse them, and I feel like their names are a little similar for some reason. But, yes. Um, so anyway, what do you think, Sean? How was our How was our short? I think it ended up being a long short, but that's yeah, no, it's not going to be a short. short. Like we shouldn't label it a short, like, but we can keep the uh, part of the beginning where I said it was going to be a short. But ultimately, like with the the idea of uh, Loki and Odin being brothers. One thing that we have to think about, Snor- and this is like something that Jackson Crawford mentions in this video as well. Snorri talks a lot about Loki and Odin. And like if you look at the Kennings that he creates, he will always say, Oh, well, you you have to know who Loki is, and Loki is the brother of Bylist. You know, you have to look at Thor, like Thor is the son of the earth, or something like that. Yeah. At no point does he say that Loki and Odin are brothers. Right. Or like, does he say that when Loki and Thor are traveling on their adventure, does it say that Loki is Thor's uncle? And also, you have to also think about the fact that Odin often takes many disguises. If yeah. Loki has a brother named Helblindy, at one point, Odin could have taken that name. You know, he could have said, I'm going to, I have to take a disguise as Loki's brother Helblindy, or maybe somebody in- incorrectly thought that odin was hellblendy maybe odin looked ahead you know thousands of years to us two idiots talking on the podcast and he was like oh i'm gonna be hellblendy this time or something like that but yeah well and it goes back to like to rig's thula right and they're like oh this is this is heimdall but they call him rig and it's like everything about this character is odin there's nothing that makes right so it's at least odin disguised as heimdall or or rig similarly these ones yeah where it's like they say it's somebody else but it's like of, of course that's odin but it's always often Odin being the trickster, right? When he goes into disguise and that part of, yeah, that he, sometimes he acts a bit like Loki. So there's yeah parallels, but, but Snorri wants to make sure you're like clear. They're different people, but they may be, you know, their adopted family, right? I mean, that certainly how sure. I'm taking this blood brother adopt, they, they adopted each other as brothers kind of pact. Yes. Yes, definitely. And, and so like, if you like look at the idea of Loki and Odin being actual siblings, it's really hard to make that definite connection because Snorri didn't make it for us or maybe he like for some reason knew about it but he decided not to convey it but the idea of loki being lodor does make a lot of sense if you were to make that um, assumption of loki being lodor and like loki was there when odin and honor created humanity the mirror version of that in the prosetta is odin villian vey and they are brothers 
So it's almost like if you assume that Loki and Lodor are the same beings, then you also have to make the connection of Loki and Odin being brothers. And then you have like the whole Hellblendy connection as well. So anyway, it's fun to think about. I do know that um, a lot of people that are, you know, either Norse pagans or like fans of Norse mythology, like you and I are, David, a lot of them already just make that assumption that Loki is Lodor. But it's, I think that's one of the reasons why I love Norse mythology. Like the conflictions of different stories and translations gives us something to talk about, which is what I enjoy. So, Nope. I think this has been a fun one and I hope it was a, a neat that we found a topic within one of the episodes we had to deep dive into before we can get back to the story. Right? Yeah. So and we're going to call it a long short. That. We'll call it a bonus episode. Something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks David. Uh, thank you everybody. Have a good night. Thank you, Sean. Good night.